This is the Fantasy Fast Track with Brandon Funston and Brad Evans. Ready, set, go. This is a Fantasy Fast Track podcast. I'm Brad the Big Noise Evans joined by senior fun buns Brandon Funston from The Athletic and a bombshell detonated in the world of the NFL. And of course, there are ripple effects uh, for fantasy football devices. Aaron Rodgers test positive for COVID-19 and uh, and a revelation that nobody could have guessed because uh, he said, uh, I'm immunized. When asked about it, his status back in late August, through all the drama and returning to camp and all that hugabaloo, uh, hullabaloo, he comes out and says he's immunized. Well, it turns out that Aaron Rodgers was, in fact, not immunized. Uh, so the earliest that he can return to the field is Saturday, November the 13th, which puts puts his jeopardy then for next week's game slightly in doubt. But we know he's going to be out this week in a mammoth matchup. Uh, it was supposed to be the marquee game of the week in the afternoon against Kansas City at Arrowhead. Uh, so, Brandon, now Jordan Love is going to start this week. Uh, are you sliding Devontae Adams down significantly or any other related players uh, knowing that Rodgers is not going to be in action? Hells yes, I'm sliding Devontae Adams down. Yeah. Um, look at we saw the preseason. He wasn't uh he wasn't quite ready. Uh, you know, there was never any, you know the whole idea that Jordan Love was the future of the quarterback position in Green Bay kind of kind of got squashed uh, you know over the summer. Maybe not that, that he's not the future, but that he's ready, you know, and that the Green Bay Packers didn't need Aaron Rodgers anymore. I mean that we we got past that whole idea pretty quickly. So, yeah, I mean, you know, Jordan Love, I'm I'm interested in from a fantasy standpoint for his wheels, but we know that the passing game part is a work in progress, and you can't just plug and play. It's kind of like with Geno Smith and Tyler Lockett. You know, Russell Wilson and Tyler Lockett had this like mental telepathy. Yeah, you know, and you can yeah. say the same thing about Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. It's just really hard to replicate that with a raw quarterback coming in, second year guy, and and. Uh, yeah, I think it's going to be rough, but man, I'm just trying to, you know, I'm trying to bite my tongue on Aaron Rodgers because I have a lot to say and I probably shouldn't, <laughs> say, probably well, shouldn't say most of it. We, we will not, we will reserve that for, I think, on air uh, on yeah. Sirius and Fantasy. Uh, you and I can address that. Uh, in real time, uh, but for the sake of this podcast, we'll just keep it to the nuts and bolts and the fantasy side. Uh, I have moved Devontae Adams out of wide receiver 12, and I might slide him down a little bit further. Look, the matchup is still delightful. We know that much. It's Kansas City for crying out loud, and they have been a sieve defensively all year long, but you're right. You want to talk about a rough-edge quarterback. That's what yeah. Jordan Love is. I was never particularly impressed with his tape. Uh, he's got a decent arm talent you know, coming out of Utah State, but the reads, progressions, the inaccuracies that we've seen, and just very limited doses and knowing how green he is and you got to go into arrowhead in that ear piercing environment good luck son <laughs> good it's too bad luck. because it could have been a really fun matchup you know the the rogers mahomes showdown i was looking forward to and yeah about- i was too but you know i will say this if there's somebody that stands to benefit most from this move for green bay it's aj Dillon. Because I think A.J. Dillon's going to get back to what he did on Thursday night, which is mm-hmm. you know probably 15-plus touches uh, working in tandem with Aaron Jones. So you can run all over Kansas City. This Green Bay offensive line has been rock solid in run blocking. Uh, Casey's given up 4.88 yards per carry. So if you thought well, that Dillon didn't have flex appeal before, well, now he's more RB2 worthy in 12-team leagues in my estimation. Yeah, I just want to quickly add also for Aaron Jones' sake, just think about what Devontae Booker just did through the air. Yep. And you know, that could be 
a a a readily used safety valve option in this game. Just go full Mike White. That's all I got to do. Just exactly. dink and dunk, dink and dunk, dink and dunk. Oh, and speaking of Mike White, he's going to oh. be in action on Thursday night in Indianapolis. Let's get a pick out the side and a game score prediction, my man. Uh, the Colts are laying a whopping 10.5 points uh, with a total in this game uh, at 46. So what do you got for me? Uh, 46, huh? Let's go... 26-19. I guess they'll get over. I think we're going to get – and that's going to be the Colts winning this game. And I think we're going to get a little bit of a hangover game um, for the Jets going on the road to Indy. Um, we can't – you know, just because they, they beat the Bengals uh, last week, we can't re- forget who they were before <laughs> that. And uh, so I'm not ready to turn the page and think the Jets are, you know, something above the bottom, you know, tier of teams in the league. And uh, I think that's going to show out a little bit more this week. Yeah, I remember they also beat the Titans with Derrick Henry. Like, it, yeah, it is an They're random. They got some random good wins in there. Those are two good teams. Oh, it's it's ridiculous. Uh, you know, completely unreliable, unpredictable. I, I think your their true colors will be shown as well. I got a 23-13. I think Captain Hook, he's will actually play to our favor. So I'm actually going to take the Jets and the points, much like I took the Giants and the points. And how'd that work out for Kansas City? Uh, not great for those backers. Uh, good for guys like me. One of the few winners I have gotten here of late. Uh, whether on the sides, the totals, the player props market. And, of course, uh, I am under on that total. With that, let's jump into the pool with another edition of the Fantasy Five. Number five. All right, Funston, uh, let's put your money where your mouth is. If you're looking to invest in a quarterback for the showdown slate, uh, maybe you only want to pick one. Uh, or if you're looking to stream a quarterback, uh, there are a number of teams on by this week. Uh, you know, no Tampa with Tampa Bay uh, and uh, Tampa Tom. Seattle, uh, no Geno, no Taylor Heideke, and no Jared Goff. Uh, they're all gone. So, you know, more of the deep league crowd unless you're looking for a plug-and-play option. For Brady, um, who would you go with, Mike White, or would you side with Carson Wentz? Uh, I'm going to go with Mike White for for passing yards. I mean, you look at Carson Wentz, he's only, what, been above 251 one time, and especially in games where they've held a comfortable lead. You know, we've seen that recently, 223 against Houston, 150 against San Francisco in a 30-18 win, 228 in a 27-17 win over the Miami Dolphins. So, you know, if he follows that kind of path against a team that they're they, you know, they should win and and they should win comfortably. Uh, then I think Mike White's in the position to do, you know, what he did last week, which was throw an awful lot. And, um, you know, it may not be blowing Carson Wentz away, but I think he gets there. Yeah, I would take the under on Carson Wentz's player prop right now, 241 and a half. I think White will have more pass yards. I think Wentz will have the better fantasy day. Uh, yeah. Only because, you know, I think White's going to probably cough it up a couple of times. And Wentz has had two touchdowns vertically in a game now in five straight. So it could yep. be like, you know, 230 and two TDs, and that will be the best thing that Mike White does. And no, I don't think Mike White is going to sail past his 257.5 pass yards prop. Uh, I think it's going to be a, a pretty sizable piece of humble pie for him on the road, uh, unlike last week in the 400-yard just explosion in which he earned an AFC Offensive Player of the Week on his <laughs> unbelievable crazy. So. It is crazy. So don't go overboard for White. Wentz, just a mediocre 
streaming option for you Tom Brady enthusiasts out there. Number four. All right, let's move on to another player in this game with some uh, potential fantasy value. Corey Davis got a limited practice session today, uh, trending in the right direction. We're going to assume that he plays. I made up this line, uh, pulled it straight out of thin air, 49 and a half receiving yards over or under Brandon. Gosh, I, I'm a little bit worried. Mike White's had a game without him, has established some connections, maybe some preferences. But you, know, you look at Corey Davis, uh, you know, you would think of him as the alpha, but he does only have one game in his last five in which he's gone over this number. And this is one I wouldn't touch if this is the actual line, because uh, I think you're probably about right on. Yep. But I'm going to be hesitant to say he gets into the 50s. I will, I will just hedge to the slight under here. Yeah, I would take the under. I mean, are there any receiving Jets outside of the running backs you'd be interested in? Maybe Jamison Crowder, potentially, yeah? yeah? I'm always interested in a six for for 69. Nice kind of <laughs> Jamison Crowder game. That's kind of in the middle of the high end and the low end of what you get yep. from Jamison. You get like the 444 or the 888. And then the middle is kind of the 666. I think I'm seeing, I'm seeing uh, the devil's 666 line here. Yeah, a lot of feng shui. You know, just like, uh, you know, it's nice and even. Everything's in the right place. You know, you're kind of right, right. there. Nice and balanced, uh, you know, life perspective uh, for one Jameson Crowder. I can get down with that. But, yeah, I'll take the under on Corey Davis. Number three. All right, what about one of my favorite guys uh, currently in the NFL? He was an all-man crush team member last year, also made the list again this year because I can't quit him. I like him. I love the skill set coming out of USC, and he is flourishing right now. How about Michael Pittman? And the over-under on this uh, receiving yards total is 68-and-a-half, Brandon, over-under. Mm, I think this is a nicely set line as well. Look, at, I mean, I, it's taken me a while to get uh, my love for Michael Pittman near your neighborhood, uh, but I'm there now. I'm, I'm at least in the neighborhood with you now because, man, this guy's been impressive the last couple weeks. But, uh, you know, you look at that Houston game, 31-3 to at 35 yards. I mean, he's been kind of under this. It, it, Miami was 59 yards. Like, are they going to need – uh, Michael Pittman to go for 80 to 100 yards. Are they even going to give him enough volume? Right. Uh, and that's where I'm a little bit worried. It's another one I wouldn't touch, and it's another one I'm actually going to slightly hedge the under. I'm actually taking the under here as well. Look, okay. I, I love the fact that he got 15 targets. Yes, 15 targets last week, but, you know, he was kind of nickel and dime of the de- defense to death. You know, death by a thousand paper cuts. You right. know, at one point he had like a six for 39 line. Uh, in that game a week ago, and I, I agree. I don't think the volume is going to necessarily be there. Teams are not really throwing on the Jets. Uh, there are only three wide receivers that have hit the 70-yard mark against the secondary this season because everybody's running down their throat, and I expect you know a heavy dose of Jonathan Taylor in this game. Uh, so it's going to come at a cost of Michael Pittman's yards. Now, I still did rank him wide receiver 18 this year because I got a friend anytime touchdown at plus 120, and I feel, still think he could get like five catches, but I think it's like five for 60 and one. I don't think he's going to be towing the line of 70 overall. Impromptu game of head-to-head. Tell me you'd rather have a half-point PPR league this week. Michael Pittman or Cordero Patterson on the road against the Saints? Mm, that one's close. Uh, I will go Cordero Patterson. Nah, yeah, I got to look. I, I just did my rankings. I got. I, I probably got to check. I probably have them back-to-back. Um, I have them back-to-back. I got Patterson at 17. I got Pittman at 18. Let me double-check really quick. It's pulling up. I have... You'll actually have Pittman at 17 and Cordero Patterson at 18. Oh, hilarious. I guarantee you're going to (laughs) swap and just copycat me as soon as we get off this pod. Uh, Michael Pittman or Robert Woods against the Titans on Sunday Night Football? 
I actually have Michael Pittman ahead of uh, Robert Woods. I actually have Robert Woods at 20. I got Woods at 16. So okay. I think Woods will find the end zone a little bit more in yardage compared to Pittman, and he's always a threat with the jet sweep. Uh, Michael Pittman or Amari Cooper, and we're assuming that Dak Prescott's going to be back, but does it matter? Cooper Rush for MVP. Yeah, exactly. And, man, Amari Cooper left a pretty nice lasting impression on that last drive that Dallas had in that game, and I, I can't get that out of my mind. And so I have Amari Cooper at 15 couple spots ahead of Michael Pittman. You know what? I'm moving to Mario Cooper all the way ahead of Devontae Adams. I got him at 12. Woo! Yeah. Woo, spicy. Yeah, and, and I think that's reasonable. Entirely reasonable. So there you go. A little perspective on Michael Pittman Jr. Number two. All right, let's go to Jonathan Taylor because we're going to say the best for last because I know we're going to need another 20 minutes on the pod for you to discuss your love <laughs> affair for a certain New York Jet. Uh, but let's talk about the star likely of the night, uh, and that is Jonathan Taylor. This is a real line I pulled from FanDuel. 102.5 combined rushing receiving yards, Brandon, over or under. Oh, good Lord. I would be tempted to take the over on rushing yards at that number. Yeah. Uh it's a number that he has topped in three of his last five games. Six of eight, as a matter yeah. of fact. Six of eight. So, uh, and well, I'm just talking rushing yards alone. So, yeah. But yeah, I mean, he's going to get. I, you know, I think they're going to limit. I think they like to limit him in the 16 to 18 touch range, or you know, something just shy of 20 total touches, which is probably going to be the case. But that's been enough for, as you said, for him to get over at six of eight, and I think it will make it seven of nine. Yeah, I mean, again, just giving you kind of the brass tacks uh, of the New York Jets and what they've allowed. Uh, they've given up the most fantasy points to the running back position. Now, uh, you'll, you start peeling back the layers of the onion. I mean, they haven't been god-awful defending the run. Uh, you know, they've given yeah. up 4.04 yards per carry, 94.6 rush yards per game. But it's through the air and in the end zone was why they have, you know, ballooned to the top of the rankings and most fantasy points surrendered. They're giving up a combined 165 total yards per game to the running back position, 13 total touchdowns, and Taylor's just an, a beast. I mean, you cannot contain the guy. There are enough, not enough horse tranquilizers that take the cold down. <laughs> RB4 in yards of the contact per attempt. He's forcing a missed tackle 20.6% of the time. Uh, he's number four and total missed tackles for so and I agree with you you know and this is going to sound strange a lot of people out there I am on the under 18 and a half rush attempts for John the Taylor because he's not done that this year but you know he's a guy who's just so peak efficient whether as a runner or a receiver that I could still see him getting to like 110 combined yards with ease even if he gets like 15 carries and then chips in an additional what three receptions and he's yeah. there so, you know, that, I think it's exactly what he's going to do in this game. Clearly, and this is the most obvious thing ever, like who's buried in Grant's tomb, obvious. Uh, it's Grant, by the way, if you can't figure that out. Uh, Taylor is must-start material and pay up for him and showdown. Maybe, you know, we might want to insert him in the captain's seat unless you want to penny pinch on this next guy. Number one. Oh, and of course, that next guy is Michael Carter, uh, Brandon's going to have a lot of uh, movie puns from a god-awful film featuring Sylvester Stallone uh, back in the early 2000s, which, by the way, Brandon, because you use Get Carter all the time when we talk about Michael Carter, I went to the Wikipedia page and went down the rabbit hole of that movie. It was nominated for, like, a dozen <laughs> Razzie Awards that year golden razzie awards it was so I, bad. I think i remember i think i saw it I, I know i saw it 
I certainly don't remember it, and that's probably why. It was a very forgettable movie. 11% um, fresh rating right now on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> Get Carter uh, bought the Jets version. Uh, he's got like a fresh rating of 90%, doesn't he? Oh, at least. He's a, he's 100% in my book. You know that. Um, so I'm assuming yeah, you're over on this 87.5 total yards offering. Well, Is that I correct? mean. I mean, God, it's hard to it's hard to ignore 17 catches in the last two weeks. I mean, like he's he was over the 87 and a half yards in receiving yards alone, and this is a guy who's getting in a regular kind of 12 to 14 carries a week now, and he's huge in the passing game. So I think there he's kind of game script agnostic at this point, and we know he can do a an Austin Eckler kind of imitation if he needs to. We saw it. And uh, for that reason, I will be over. The, the Colts are not great to run against. They only give up 3.8 yards per carry to the running back position or 3.87. But, uh, you know, they've given up some some production through the air. And I just think by volume and necessity, I think Michael Carter will get there. Yeah, they've given up 116.8 total yards per game, um, you know, stripping out the yardage allowed through the air. It's four receptions and 33.0 receiving yards per game at the running back position. But you're right, you cannot ignore the usage. It, it is insane in the membrane. Insane in the brain right now for Carter. I'll take the over. He's seen 29% of the target share with Mike White at quarterback, um, yeah. which is astonishing. You know, the 17 catches at 276 combined yards, got one touchdown in the last couple of games. Yeah, I'm all in. Uh, I'm with you there. And, you know, he's starting to finally – this This is what we expected. You know, when we were scouting him out of North Carolina, you know, the yep. RBBC fears, you know, I think kind of put to rest right now. Ty Johnson is clearly the complimentary back in this backfield. Tevin Coleman's an afterthought. Uh, you know, talent has risen to the surface, and, and he is the cream of the crop right now for this Jets team. So let's put it in perspective with running back rankings this week. Michael Carter or Khalil Herbert in a half-point PPR? Michael Carter. I have Carter just ahead of Khalil Herbert. Uh, Michael Carter or (laughs) Chuba Hubbard, assuming that CMC, who was activated off injured reserve, is indeed not back in uniform this week. Yeah, I I have Carter. uh, Right now I have Carter 15. I have Khalil Herbert 16, and I have Chuba Hubbard 17. So you've done done I also have Carter 15. I also have Herbert 16. However... You bastard of the rat. I got Chuba Hubbard 14. Oh, okay. You got the little Michael Carter sandwich going. I see. Yes, yes. So I got Carter at 15. I got Hubbard at 14 again, assuming no CMC. Last one. Oh, let's throw Patterson out there again. Cordero or Michael Carter at running back? I have him. I have him two spots in front of Michael Carter at 13 at the running back position. And I and- have Patterson at 12. Oh, okay. And I have Josh Jacobs at 14 just in front of Michael Carter. So I'm putting all my loves right together in a nice little clump. Yeah, that sounds about right. I kind of figured you would have Josh Jacobs uh, ranked very bullishly this week with him returning for the Las Vegas Raiders. All right, before we get out of here, any sleepers? Anybody of note uh, that we missed that you know could be a player of interest for fantasy purposes? It is could be a scat back. Yeah, I think both sides. And I know you probably like one on the Jonathan Taylor side, but I would just throw out Ty Johnson is actually doing a sort of Michael Carter light version you know he's not getting the heavy volume in the in the running game but every once in a while he sneaks a rushing touchdown in but he's also had 11 catches and over 136 receiving yards in the last two games so not only is Michael Carter getting fed in the passing game but Ty Johnson is as well and I think he could do kind of Naheem Hines things in this game 
you know, Mo Alley-Cox is interesting for an anytime touchdown because the Jets have allowed uh, the, the tenth most fantasy points uh, to the tight end position. They've surrendered three touchdowns overall to that position uh, to score a touchdown in this game. Uh, you get it at plus 280 right now at FanDuel, so that, that's kind of fun. Uh, I do like Naheem Hines. Uh, his uh, receiving yards prop is just 11 and a half. Yeah, and again, well, the Jets are giving up a ton, a ton of receptions and receiving yards. The running back position. Yeah, and then before last week, they I think it had been all the way since week one that they hadn't given up multiple ten uh, point scores in the in the backfield of their opponents. So, you know, their key is to keep things competitive. But if it doesn't happen, then we've seen them just kind of give up just tons and tons of production to the running back position. Yep. Bingo, bango, bongo. There you go. That is a wrap on this edition of the Fantasy Fast Track. Uh, please follow Funston on social media on Twitter at Brandon Funston. Follow me there at Noisy Huevos. Drop us a rating and a review, would you kindly? And until next time, adios, amigos!